Pokémon. Yeah, welcome to... Anyways, Anyways how's your, your sex, sex life? life? Yes. Uh, we are your hosts. I am Channa. I'm Corey. Uh, today's podcast episode, usually it is brought to you by Cook Champagne. Today we thought we'd spice mm. it up, mainly because mm. we didn't have Cook Champagne. Oh, spice it up, pun included. Lol, pun included. Oh my God. That was planned. But not intentional. Mm, yep. Uh, <laughs> so today it is brought to you by uh, Habanero Vodka made by Cutwater Spirits. And then it says Fugu on the and bottle. And there's a cute little... Puffer fish. Puffer fish. Oh, my it's God. It's a California small batch vodka. I got this bo- vodka... Vodka. I got this vodka when we were leaving San Diego uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm. And so today is brought to you by that and Grapefruit Perrier. We're Ooh. fancy millennials here. We're done with Lequeefs. We just drink Perrier. We just like to spend four times as much on Perrier. <laughs> Instead of Laqueefs. Fuck you, Laqueefs. Fuck you, Laqueefs. Also today, we have Simone sitting in my lap. And Toulouse is probably sitting on Jordan. Because he's out in the living room watching probably porn. Maybe a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Or a combination of both. Yeah, you know, it could be. You never know. There's soft corn porn movies that are Mm -hmm. sort of fun. I've watched one before. Black Swan has a good sex scene. Mm -mm. Great sex scene. Mm. What else? I was turned on by that sex scene. Everyone even. was turned on by that Everybody scene. was turned on by that sex scene. Let's see. What else was a good sex scene movies? Any movie you uh, happen to watch with your family, it's a guaranteed will have a sex scene for oh, some yeah. reason. So just pop in any movie with any your movie. family. Fucking goofy movie. It'll have, have a sex, sex scene. scene. <laughs> Please don't sue me, time. Disney. Oh, what, God. What movies have good sex scenes. What the fuck? I don't... I can't think of any. My mind's going blank. Mm. I can't think of any. I love Dirty Dancing, but I, just, I saw that like 10 times in the past few weeks. What has like a good sex scene? Good sex scene. Well, scenes. I mean, for me, me too, like they don't stick in my mind because 95% of the movies I watch are straight. Scenes, so. movies. I don't know. 36 of the hottest movie sex scenes. Ooh, hot. Let's see. Oh, we were just actually with Black Jordan. Black Swan, literally. The Shape of Water. I still haven't oh, seen yeah. that. No, uh, Jordan and I were just talking about uh, Watchmen, where oh, yeah, you guys Patrick were. Wilson is like screwing this girl who's like, I don't know. What are they doing? They're in some kind of con- flying contraption and they're just fucking and she's on the controls. And yeah. you, the, only, the, the reason why I think it's hot is because I was like 15 and I just see Patrick Wilson's pelumptuous ass Oof. just like lit by moonlight. It was beautiful as he's thrusting into this girl. Daddy. Mm. Um, mm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith had a good sex scene. Oh. He like They're like fighting because they're like trying to kill each other and then he like throws her against the wall and they start banging. Right? Sure. Yeah, sure. I Blue Valentine. Sad. Sad movie. Oh, that's a great movie. Sad movie. I don't I haven't seen like half of these movies. Well half the time yeah, I won't remember most of these because they just they're straight sex scenes. I mean straight sex they can be hot. But Office sometimes space. I won't remember them. Office space has a never sex seen, scene. I've never seen Office Space. Really? Which is when horrible. I got my first nine to five job, I went and watched Office oh, cute, Space. Cute. It was awesome. Okay, I'm I don't know any of these movies. Uh, okay, so let's talk about some spooky scoops. Yes. That I have today for you. Um, today's spooky scoops are witch facts. Just a couple facts about witches that I thought was pretty interesting Ooh. that I didn't really know. Are we talking about uh, facts about witches. folklore witches or actual like modern day witches? Like like modern day witches. These cool. are witches from like Salem witch trials up until now. So, okay, like, cool, witches, cool. witches. Yeah. Witches that were real. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as, yeah. So um, this is what I thought was really... So I have three facts for you. So the first one is, you know, with... Whenever, uh, like in movies or when you read like a witch's spell, it says things like cat's paw or maiden hair, yes. things like that. So um, the reason why is because uh, names like that were often written as ingredients of spells or potions are code words. <gasps> <gasps> ah! Simone! No, it was Boost. He's the culprit. Boost! Over there. Ah! Okay, guys, we're going to have to bounce for like 
two minutes. Ah! Ah! I'll just edit this out. Help! Help. Boos, you monster! Sluice! You cut! <laughs> I just see this black silhouette of a pop. <laughs> As I was saying, <laughs> uh, names like cat's paw or maiden hair are often written as ingredients of spells or potions. They're, they're code words used in place of plants. It was a common practice amongst farming people to disguise the names of herbs and other such plants so that others wouldn't know what their different recipes and potions actually contained. So they did it so people wouldn't be able to copy them. Yeah, yeah. So some are actually the proper name for certain herbs. For example, there really are plants called serpent's tongue and bird's foot and mouse ear and things like that. But um, I was, like, reading a bunch of these. Whenever they said blood, it meant, like, the sap from a tree. Things oh, like cool. that. So whenever yeah, you read those yeah. potion bottles, it's just code words. Um, and then another thing I, th I found interesting, only a handful of witches were ever burnt on stakes in real life. Even during the Salem witch trials, 165 people were accused out of which 31 were imprisoned, Damn. and of those, 19 were sentenced to death. Out of those 19 people, 18 were women who were hanged, and the one remaining was a man who refused to admit that he was a witch, and then he was crushed to death with stones. Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. It was Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's canon. Um, no, that's such a good movie, The Crucible with Daniel Day-Lewis. Flashback Friday. Uh, his monologue at the end is The Crucible's gold. good. Um... And then one last fact that I thought was interesting is uh, this one you'll think is fucking awesome. Because I read this and I was like, yes, queen. Um, witches experimented with herbs and potions. And in doing so, they might have used a mandrake plant, which pretty much makes them trip fucking balls. Yes. So there were rituals that were performed in the nude involving rubbing an herbal ointment that contained the mandrake Same. on their vagines. <laughs> And uh, so they'd rub them all so over the kind of Saturday night for us. And it would uh, cause a floating sensation. And that sensation, and since they're tripping balls, that sensation has been likened to that floating on a broomstick. Damn, so yes. So whenever they were saying, like, a witch is floating on a broomstick, that came from them tripping balls and rubbing themselves with ointments thinking they were flying. Oh, fun. So they thought it was a broomstick, but really it was crazy oils from a plant. Witch facts. Witch facts. Spooky scoops. Those are fun. So, my... Queer quip. Fuck. <laughs> the only the other name is the only one that comes to mind every time. It's okay. So my queer quip today is about the handkerchief code, also known as the hanky code or the bandana code or flagging. Hey. Hey. Um. So, the handkerchief code um is a color coded system that is used in the gay male community. I don't I don't think it's used as much anymore because we have the fucking grinder. Mm. Um, but it was mostly used in like the 70s and 80s and stuff like that. They're used to indicate preferred sexual fetishes and also what kind of sex that you are seeking and whether you're a dominant top or submissive bottom, mm. etc. So wearing the handkerchief on the left side of your body indicated that you are a top and dominant um, or, and then wearing it on the other side, on the right side, would be that you are a bottom. Hmm. Indicate that you are a bottom. What if you're first? So, you just hold up. I don't a know. Probably just have both. <laughs> on ground, like. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I guess. Or maybe you would just like, depending on what you're looking for that night, that's or what true. You're more into That's that the night. mood depends. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, I had Chipotle or the equivalent of <laughs> 1970s Chipotle. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll be the top tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I might shit on this dick, so I better be the top. <laughs> There's a color for that. The brown flag is for scat. We'll get there. <laughs> so the wearing of various colored bandanas, uh, sort of like sort of the origins, like the believed origins of this is because the wearing of various colored bandanas around the neck was common in the mid and late 19th century among cowboys, steam railroad engineers and miners. Ha 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 ha. In the Western <laughs> United States. It's thought that wearing the wearings of the bandanas by gay men originated in San Francisco after the gold rush. When, because of the shortage of women, men dancing with each other in square dances developed a code where the, the man wearing a blue bandana took took the male uh, took the male part in the square dance, where the male the male wearing the red bandana took the female part. So the the blue bandana would lead, and then the red bandana would, would follow. follow. Yeah. These were usually worn around the neck or the arm. And eventually it just changed into hanging out of your back pocket of the jean. Mm. And so then it was sort of adopted in the 1970s um, to become this color code. So it's thought that it started in New York City in the late 1970s. It just went from there. So let's go to sort of the color code. I'll give you some like definitions of what the colors mean. 
So black is for S and M. Hey. And then uh, blue is for anal sex. Dark blue is for oh. anal sex. Dark blue, dark, dark blue. blue. Have you ever been alone in a crowded room? So and true. I'm Jack mannequin, right? You. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't we do this last time? Didn't we reference dark blue? Oh, fucking damn it! We don't like them that <laughs> yeah, much. we don't like it that much. It's just have, it just came up like two weeks or like a month ago that Chan and I are the only ones that know about and liked that song. I think we're actually the only two people in this world that know about Jack's Mannequin. <laughs> like, sorry, Jack's Mannequin. You might actually listen to this because I don't know what you're up to today. Just send us money. Like, That's all you need to do. But like, you just send us some money and we'll keep plugging. We'll yep, plug away. Plug it, plug it, bitch. Um, so, uh, Dark Blue's Anal Sex. Light Blue is Oral Sex. Mm. Brown. Scatting. <laughs> Uh, green is hustler slash prostitution. Law. Gray is bondage. A. Purple is piercings. Red is fisting. Holy shit. Yellow. Water sports. Water sports. <laughs> and then um, uh, orange is anything goes. Oh, that's, fuck. That's, that's hot. That's fucking hot. No, I thought anything that too. Goes. It's fucking hot. So black, I think I would do... Pretty much any of these. I want to do except scatting. Except for scatting. I would have the whole fucking Sorry, rainbow guys. in my pocket except brown. I'm just not into that scatness. I don't mean to kink shame, but no, I'm not, not kink shaming. I'm just not into that. <laughs> but everything, I'm, I guess the fisting, that's a little, too intense. That's a little intense. Sorry. I can never handle Can't fisting. Can't do that. Two Can't fingers are plenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two fingers and a dick, plenty. <laughs> fisting, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like, Sorry, double, maybe like double penetration, but like not <laughs> Up in here, pig. Sorry, mom. <laughs> My poor mom. She's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I told her not to listen to it. No. I told her don't listen to this. My mom is going to listen to it's this, fine. and my mom's gonna be like, <laughs> she'll just laugh. My mom's like, Chana's a hoe. Yep. She's like, my daughter's a hoe. Let's she go. told me she's like, anyone into bondage is probably a whore. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> well, we are whores. Sorry, you mom. Heard it here. We are whores. She's a '90s kid, so you know it's fine. Yeah, they didn't even lick each other's buttholes. They didn't even rim. That's like first time sex for me. Like, lick each other's butthole. Jesus Christ. Lick a bing hole. Otherwise, do you even sex? Did you even sex? <laughs> Is this the meme? Is this sex? <laughs> <laughs> Did everything except for lick each other's butthole. butterfly Is this meme? sex? <laughs> Pretty much. So, do I always go first, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We want to keep to that? Probably. Yeah, we'll keep to that. Just so every, no one freaks out. Of my, <laughs> someone's like, oh my God! <laughs> Our only comment on iTunes is like, they fucking, they fucking, 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 fuck! <laughs> Mine's pretty short today and okay. not as exciting as normal. Mine, mine's a little short and it's a little different. Um, mm. So we'll see how this goes. Everyone, if you skip this, just skip this episode. This could be a go skipper. To episode four. This could be a skipperoo. <laughs> mine sounds much more exciting than it is. Oh. Mine's good. I mean, mine's like more film buffy because I'm I'm going I'm doing a little like a film mm. uh, this time, but That's I also have cool. a story to go with it. So it'll be good. mine, I feel like they can make a film out of it, and they should. Ooh. So they can dramatize it, and make it much ooh, more. Now I'm interested. Much, you just made much everyone better. interested. If I was driving my car, I'd be like, ooh. I just think they could really pump it up and make it much more dramatic than it actually is. Movie magic. <laughs> well, that's magic. what you're supposed to do, Chenna, because none of this is real. We make this all up. Movie magic. <laughs> Movie magic. <laughs> okay, so mine is today is about the Insidious franchise. <gasps> so I wanted, yeah, right? <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to wait until, like, we had maybe possibly a bigger following. I don't know how big we'll get. But uh, we should have 69 followers. By yeah, now. it after 69 followers, everyone stop. Don't follow. Just fuck don't you. listen to the podcast. Just go listen to some other fucking podcast. We need to get to 666. Or, or and yeah, then yeah, I'm satisfied. yeah. If we all if y'all get together on Facebook and you can add 597, I'm thinking, is that a yeah, 97 more followers yes. all at once within an hour? Then you can do that. Yeah, but 69, and then we can jump to 666. And then I'm killing myself because there's no other yeah. way. Well, maybe 420 along the way. Yeah, we'll solve a 420. Take a little breather at 420. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a little break. We'll just break. We'll just break. Okay, so mine's about the prettiest Insidious franchise. We talked about this. Through um, the tulips. First? I feel like it was last week. Yeah, uh, maybe both times we've talked about it. It's a great, great. It's No, it's the first episode we talk about how great it was. We Uh do, we do. I think we we talk about it almost every day. We probably do talk about it all the time. I wake up wanting to be like, Insidious is great. Y'all, this is probably... This is easily top three of my favorite horror movies is Insidious 1. Like, mm. it's just called Insidious. So, 
again, I wanted to wait, but I just have to like, because we've talked about it so much, I just want to get it out there that this is an awesome film and y'all should go see it. And so I'll mention the insidious, excuse me, I'll, I'll mention the insidious franchise and the people that surround it and making it. Insidious came out in 2010. Um, it was more, I think, just in the film circuit in 2010, and then it came out in theaters in 2011. Mm. I don't remember, though, exactly, because I was in fucking Chile on my mission. So. And I was in my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was a nugget. I was walking around a desert <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> I wasn't even a lesbian Speaking yet. Speaking <laughs> Spanish 99% of the time. <laughs> so I was a cheerleader. Oh, oh my God. gosh. Our lives were <laughs> so drink different. To that. Now we're just like drinking in a tent or in a fort, blanket fort with cats. <laughs> we're living the best 20s. We're living the best life. The best of our 20s. Exactly. So um, it's a supernatural haunted house film. Um, it's directed by James Wan and yes. written by Lee Winnell. Yes. So these are the guys that brought you Saw. Um, they did just the first one together. Um, but basically, the Saw franchise is off of these two guys' backs. Like, they brought you Saw. They leaded the way for torture porn and were, like, the beginning of that movement. <laughs> Which, not super into torture porn, but I do love the first two Saw films. I think they're they're great. I haven't seen those movies in years yeah i actually watched half those years. movies on my mission holy sh- <laughs> shit we should watch them this halloween season with with some guy i won't say it we won't incriminate him <laughs> just one of my other companions oh i was like bakes and no I was like, not with bakes i was like no, he how shit. Yeah, he i was like shit. i'm like no wonder he hates no, I watched like it gore with one of our with one of our with another companion it was fun you're busted you know who you are yeah you bust you know who you are you know who you are you're zach evil. johnson You've made sins. No, you weren't part of Jack Zach Johnson. He was he was not on your mission. No, he did go to Chile though. But yeah. not yeah, not the same. Time. But he was in uh, different field. Santiago. Yeah, he was in like the the main city in mm. the middle of Chile. I was in the top like third, which is all desert. He was in actually like a nice metropolis. Ah, uh, yeah. you were in desert. So um, Lee, uh, so James Wan um, to get to so they so they brought you Saw and they also brought you the movie Dead Silence in two thousand seven and I'll get to some things that they're working on right now. But Juan, uh, James Wan also directed the Conjuring movies, oh. which we fucking love and we will get into. Oh, like, oh my God. We that, love those just co- as much. Com- Probably a little bit more than Insidious, yeah. but I think like Insidious just holds like a really deep place in my heart. I love it. Um, he also just recently finished directing Aquaman. So he's the director. He directed Random. actually Fast and Furious 7 as well. Oh. So he's like branched off and done some other things and now he's becoming like a big time director and i think he deserves it he's awesome i think he's a great like he is a modern king of horror james wan like he's so good i guess that means we have to go see aquaman now yeah i guess we'll see it i've always liked aquaman because he's slightly homoerotic and it's jo- jason and then Momoa. it's that hot guy yeah yeah he's called drogo he has this beautiful hair and beautiful body um so then we lee Winnell, who's the screenwriter the writer of insidious and also the writer of the soft franchise he wrote the first three saws, and then he's also written every Insidious film. And um, today I'm talking about mainly the first one, but I'll also mention the other three films because there are three more of them. He even directed the third chapter three, and then just recently we saw this. He uh, directed and wrote Upgrade. Oh fuck, that was so good. Yeah, yeah, with that beautiful man from he looks uh, like Tom Hardy Prometheus. To me. Oh, he's such a beautiful man. Sorry, he looks like Tom Hardy to me. Yeah, he does. He's he's very Tom Hardy as that actor. I forget his name right now. Somebody's like yelling it, but it's chill. Yeah. Um, but upgrade, y'all, really good. I'd go see that as soon as you possibly can. If you can find it in theaters, which you probably can't right now, I would see it, it in theaters. It's a it's, great theater film. It's brilliant. Soundtrack's it. beautiful. It's smart. It's beautiful. Like the cinematography is gorgeous, and it's 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 a really fun ride. It should at least be nominated for an Oscar with yeah. cinematography because it was beautiful. yeah yeah for cinematography like hundred percent definitely yeah. yeah those camera movements it was really fun it had fun with itself when I say smart it's not like the most prestigious smart film ever but it 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 takes itself just smart enough and then yeah. it also has a lot of fun with itself it's really good it's a good film so basically you can tell I love James Wan and I love Lee Winnell I think they're great horror writers and they've also shown that they're great writers of movies outside of, the, of yeah. the genre they're fucking dope they're great the history of these guys is a little brief little history you have um james one and lee winnell both attended the royal melbourne institute of technology um they met there and then shortly after they graduated they tried to get into filmmaking and acting any t- in any way they could eventually lee winnell just called up james Wan and was like fuck this if we're gonna make a movie we're gonna have to do it on our dime and on like our own that's doings. like tommy wiseau with the room that's no how yeah he made the yeah. room <clears throat> yeah 
he Tom so, Wiseau is much better um, than James Wan. That was like Wan. in what, 2003 or something like that or four? He calls James Wan up. He's like, dude, we ain't going to make a movie. We need to make a movie. So after Maybe like nine months of writing, they write up a Saw and they make the short film for it. And they just originally planned to do it on a short budget. And they said that they were going after the Blair Witch Project. They Ooh. were like, we're going to make this little movie and it's going to be really like bare bones, no, like very low production value. And then they ended up making a short for it that hit off and then they uh, shopped around Hollywood for it. And in 2004, Saw came out. So 2010, 2011, along comes Insidious. Um, it stars Patrick Wilson, Rose Brine, and Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay is Elise. She's the uh, medium, the old the, woman. The Simone. She is awesome. She, she's little Simone. Yeah. She's Simone. <laughs> oh my gosh, Simone. <laughs> So the cent- the story centers on a couple whose son inexplicably enters a comatose state and becomes a vessel for ghosts in- that are from an astral dimension called the Further. These ghosts want to inhabit, and then these ghosts and also other entities try to inhabit his <laughs> try to inhabit his body. Um, so the the movie follows Patrick Wilson's character Josh and Rose Bryan's character Renee as they are dealing with their son trying to be inhabited by ghosts. This movie, I I just want to sound try and sound intelligent, but it's really hard to with like shots of alcohol and then just loving this movie so much. Yes, <laughs> shots. I guess we took one shot of alcohol. We took one, but it was like three shots on our drink. <laughs> this movie touches on astral projection, um, demons, ghosts. Uh, talks about this um, extra like astral dimension that they call the further. Um, but we'll get to exp- we'll explore a little bit of that a, a little bit later. I just want to focus on this movie is great. The cinematography is beautiful. The movements that go through the house are extremely creepy. You get that POV feel of are you just looking through the house? And so should you be looking around where the camera is moving to see if something's in the corner or as the camera is like panning up some stairs and like flips up like upside down to look at the second story? Like is a face going to pop in front of you or are you the POV of this ghost? You don't know the first time you're watching it. So you get a little jarred and you feel like everything becomes a little like off kilter you get you know it's uncomfortable yeah you feel uncomfortable thank you also the characters like the characters are very good you have uh, patrick wilson and rose brian do a really good job of being concerned parents um you usually have you know those pg-13 this is a pg-13 movie i forget to add which is shocking this is one of my top three favorite uh, horror films i think with pg-13 films you just get this usually pg-13 horror films are cool premise but then it's executed with poor character development and cheap jump scares and then the movie ends and that's it and you go because the premise sounds cool yeah exactly Um, pg-13 exactly pg-13 end of story go see so not all the time we are drastically exaggerating but there are good pg-13 films yeah still for the most part horror i would say the majority of time if it's pg-13 it's not going to be as good as if it could be r like yeah, if it exactly. was an R-rated movie, I think it would probably be better. But yeah, Insidious, exactly. it's shocking that it's PG-13. It's so because it's so terrifying. Yeah, like, I would if I was in in the M- MPA thing. Sorry, no, not the MPA. <laughs> I forget. I forget the rating. The, the rating, rating people. Peeps, y'all get it. I the forget. It, it loses me at this moment. If I was in that movie, I, everyone's like PG-13, PG-13, PG-13. I'd be like R. That's scary. R. Yeah, this I'd is like, terrifying. Uh, I'm like tiptoe R. Bitches. <laughs> tiptoe R. <laughs> Basically, this is why I say that, why it's so astonishing to me that it's PG-13 is because, probably because of James Wan's ability to, while he does have those jump scares, they're there. You have the score that gets really crazy. It's beautiful at the same time, but those crazy, like, uh, notes that are strung with the violins all at once to, like, throw you, like, make you uneasy at the same time that the scare happens, um, there's still this sense of dread that is kept at the same time. They're done very... Um, intelligently so it doesn't release the dread that has been building um mm. he, he's just really good we could, we don't need to get like crazy into it but yeah so the insidious the insidious movie is really good insidious 2 3 and 4 they're called insidious chapter 2 and then insidious chapter 3 and then insidious the last key i think mm. it may be chapter 4 i've only seen one and key. two yeah but one and two are great two gets fucking crazy crazy <laughs> gets yeah like, yeah, we, I don't want to go into more about one, but y'all just need to go see that. And then two, like one and two, must see. Yes. Yeah, very good. Two gets crazy. And um, the at the end of one, they go into the further, they go into this dimension to get back their son. And basically it just gets balls to the wall crazy. Just 
It's wild. Yeah, you literally go from real world to entering a Twilight Zone. Um, Insidious Chapter 2 is all about the further, this extra this dimension that affects time, um, it goes across time and space and just affects uh, everything around this family. It's it's not as scary. It's more fun. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, the critics uh, sort of scoffed at it and the audience didn't like it. But I think if you like really are a true believer in horror or not believer in horror but if you really like horror that you should at least appreciate appreciate where they were able to go because you don't really see and especially in modern day movies and in modern day horror where people are allowed to go so crazy far into their own um mythology and it's really cool to see that they were allowed that artists were able to go to those lengths and go crazy that crazy and all out I really like Insidious too. I like it. I think I love it. It's yeah. a lot of fun, especially like I love Patrick Wilson's character in Insidious too. Because one, it's hot spot. <laughs> like I want him to choke me and throw me on the floor, do whatever he wants. Yeah, like anybody, any of y'all, just get possessed by a ghost and come choke me. Like I get it. <laughs> just slap Corey and spit in his mouth. Just spit in my mouth. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's fun, and they do things that like I don't know. Like doesn't he slap a baby at one point or something? Doesn't he? He slaps one of their child. Yeah, yeah I think which you he, don't ever he see. Maybe, yeah. Which yeah. like isn't super common. Like I remember when we watched, it, I was like, "Oh like, shit!" shit you don't like see that. it has a lot of those moments where it's so fucking wild. We're just like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, go see Sinus One and Two. I would honestly say go see all four of them because they start to interconnect, and they're um the later ones, three and four, are heralded by uh lynn shea who plays elise the old medium she Mm. shines extremely brightly in insidious three and four especially four she is 100 percent the main character oh cool and it was really cool in 2018 to see a 60 year old woman 60 something year old woman like be the star of a film yeah like it is about her her she is the main like you know, hero's journey character arc, like it focuses on uh, Lin Shay's character. Fuck yeah, it's awesome. So three and four, three and four, I think are worth seeing. Three is actually is Lee Winnell's directorial debut, and I, I just, I would say to go see him. So let's get into some sort of the mythology of this place. So the further we don't need to get into mythology. I don't one, I don't want to ruin anything. Mm. Um, and then two, it's a completely fabricated idea, not yeah. idea, but the further is 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 made up within the mythos of Insidious. But most of it uh, centers around the boy's ability to astral project. Woohoo! Which, nah, girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. Let's do this. I tried. So, I got close. For for you, for those of you who do not know what astral projection is, um, astral projection is a term used to describe a willful out-of-body experience that assumes the existence of a soul or conscious called an astral body. Um, that is separate from the physical body and capable of traveling outside of of it and then through the universe. So you're able to astrally project your spirit, soul, essence, whatever it may be, outside of your corporal body into into any number of dimensions into the universe. So the idea of astral travel is extremely ancient. It occurs in multiple cultures. Um, but let's just sort of focus on what it means today. Some individuals have reported per, uh, perceptions similar to description of astral projection that were induced through various hallucinogenic and hypnotic means. But there is no scientific evidence that this is this is a conscious, or that there is a consciousness or soul which is separate from from our normal neural activities. So this is mostly a pseudoscience, hmm. um, or like at least academically referred to as a pseudoscience. Yeah. So, um, how can you do it? Well, I didn't look it up because fuck that. <laughs> I started to look it up and I was like, fuck that. I don't even want to know because I don't want even my my subconscious to know like how to fucking if do If you want to learn how to do it, look up a wiki article. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first thing that popped up was a wiki how. It's like a wiki how. Oh my I'm God, like, oh, like those shitty drawings. <laughs> a girl like, <laughs> Now we have like a wiki how, like how to contact demons. Yeah, Just like wiki how. To, how do you want a demon to take over your body? Yeah, how to fuck wiki yourself. Wiki how. <laughs> astral projection is dangerous. Do your research. Please, yeah, please y'all, if you're going to do astral projection, don't just go to the fucking 10 step wiki how and do it through that like please god at least go to a youtube video or two like, yeah at least like listen to some 80 year old wiccan woman like who has her youtube channel like, who's me oh shit who's Sorry. me and like 
50 years, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. So how can you do it? Google it. Figure it out. <laughs> Step one, don't. Step one, don't. Step two, don't. Step three, do it. <laughs> Step three, do it. <laughs> do it. Um, I did look up, I wanted to look up a like crazy little story about this going wrong because only wrong things can happen with this after projection. Well, only wrong things ever become stories. No one's like, it was great. It, it, oh, yeah. It was great. <laughs> it, was, it, was, I, it was great. I found Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, great for you. Shut the fuck Everyone's up. Like, Our cool, lives are horrible. Where the fuck's the demon? <laughs> so this is, I literally, all I did was type when astral projection goes wrong. <laughs> and this is the first, it's, a, it's like a subreddit called astral projection and Oof, it's this girl bad. saying, Wait, let me pull this up really quick. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, here we go. I'm so excited. The title of this is called Seeking Advice, comma, Astral Projection Gone Awry, comma, I don't know what I've made contact with. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fucking <gasps> shit. The oh. lipstick demon, bitch. <laughs> That's Holy shit. That's with. crazy. So she goes, my, this is the, this is how it starts out. She goes, my life is in complete state of utter disarray. Oh, wait, let's, let's, let me, let me like, because I'm reading exactly what she wrote. This is posted by <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Shout out to S E C A Aggie Guy 14. Okay, this is a guy. I thought it was a girl. Wow, way to assume. Wow, way to assume. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. I you, am the problem. You know what's funny? You you assume men and I would Oh, you assumed a woman. Yeah. Interesting. And you assume and I would usually assume the other way around. Yeah, you would think that like, you would assume a man. I'm a male and I'm gay, so like everything's always a man. Go you, Corey. Yeah, go me for You know what? You're not the problem. I You're am the not solution. The problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it. You're doing something right. Feminism, y'all. <laughs> Feminism y'all. <laughs> so she, he goes, My life is in complete state. And in a complete state of utter disarray, oh, I fear God. that I have made an irreversible <laughs> mistake with consequences that I cannot even begin to imagine. Corey, I'm I... going to text you that at like three o'clock in the morning, two nights from now. And I'd be like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and then I'm just going to go buy Sage. Oh my God. And like Sage my phone. <laughs> so she goes, uh, or he goes, my God. He goes, I fear I have made an irreversible mistake with consequences that I cannot even begin to imagine. Oh, Jesus. I constantly question my judgment, duh, and what possessed me to do what I've done. Yeah, idiocy. That's what happened. So um, this person, he goes into talking about, I mean, it could still be a girl who claims to be an Aggie boy. That's yeah, true. They. It's 2018. We're using they. We're Fuck using this. they. So, <laughs> so they start talking about how they were interested in astral projection and they wanted to try it. So they talk about some of the few steps that they do. So I just, this is a excerpt from about the middle step when they started to actually, a, actually astral project. Was it the vibrational state? So no, no, so this is after this happened. So okay. they, they said that they laid down on their arm because it was the easiest way for them to fall asleep. And they started to see colors and different rays of light streaking around the room, or streaking shit. around whatever they were, they were visualizing. And then they started to vibrate, and this is the next note. Oh, God. So uh, they say, this this was to be the final step. After achieving the lights and vibrations all over my body, I was to will myself out of my body. This oh, meant trying to imagine God. myself floating towards the ceiling to complete the separation of my soul. My God. <laughs> Why would you want to do this? My God. <laughs> Why would you even want to? Sorry. <laughs> As I excitedly imagined as such, being overflown by waves of euphoria, I began to literally feel the tear. My soul was being lifted and the separation was underway. Oh, he's got chill. This is when things went wrong and fast. Duh. The feelings of euphoria were drowned out instantly and set by feelings of unbelievable fear and dread. I quickly tried to wake myself up but could not, and inside my mind's eye, I was greeted by what I can only describe as a floating head. This sounds like a DMT trip. It <laughs> Holy does. Holy shit. They're fucked um, up. The, the image was, to say the least, grotesque. If this head had a gender, I would say it was male. Its skin was a gross yellow color covered in, covered in wrinkles like that on overstretched leather. Its eyes were small and barely distinguishable, growing scarlet. Its nose was too small, slits, and its mouth was at first closed, also a slit. Then it widened, exposing two rows of disfigured teeth. Oh my god. Wake up, wake up. It's not real, I told myself through the uh, pangs of terror emanating throughout my body. But the feeling of being torn from my body did not subside for what seemed like the, the longest 30 seconds of my life. An eternity, until, an eternity 
until finally I snapped out of it. I was staring at the black ceiling, seeing the outlines of my ceiling fan whizzing around. Now, obviously, I was afraid terribly, but that but thought nothing of the incident and attempted to move on. <laughs> so then the next night comes and God. they have this dream. And I'm going to um, I'm going to read off this dream. I had this dream. In this dream, I'm standing on the platform of a ruined train station made of bricks and cobblestones. There are no walls nor ceilings, just the rundown platform giving way to my outdoor surroundings. It is, an, it is nighttime, but the moon is shining, a white glow on the scene, revealing a forest stretching as far as the eye can see of dead, ghost-white, scraggly trees, huh. branches convoluting in every type of direction. I'm standing at the edge of this ruined platform, and a railroad truck runs in both directions, going to the left and right of my vantage point, creating a neat cut through the forest of dead trees. As I look to my left, about 50 yards down the tracks it's a fig- is a figure. It's shaped like a man, but it's so dark I cannot make out any distinguishable features. Sorry. It, in lack of a better term, just stands there, staring at me. It doesn't move. It doesn't shift. It doesn't holler or speak. It just stands there, staring at me in the ominous silence of my dreams. It follows. Yeah, right. Oh, no. So this reminds me of... Uh, so this. So, so then um, they go on to start talking about um, how... In, in over the next couple of weeks of their life, just like at the gym, you know, from work, walking to and from work in the car, in their rear view mirror, or just seeing off in the distance, like 50 to 100 yards away, they just see this dark shadowy oh. figure stalking them. Oh, uh, the, ah, my hair it ah. fucking follows. So this reminds me, so when he, it, it follows, but this reminds me, especially the dream, reminds me of Insidious 3. This isn't a spoiler. Mm. This could be a mild spoiler. If you don't hear anything, just, just like skip ahead beep, 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 like beep, twice. Bop, bop. Um, so in the beginning, like within the first 20 minutes, the main girl in Insidious 3 sees this dark figure. It's like this, it's not even dark. It's like this d- grotesque, like black figure that doesn't have a face. This girl's walking alone or not walking with friends at night and she walks into the middle of the street and then she looks off in the distance and sees this black like hunched figure look at her and then wave <gasps> and then she gets or and then yeah. And something crazy happens. And then yeah. And then yeah, spoilers. Yeah. That might be a spoiler. So yeah, we'll stop. But spoilers oh, were warned. Oh my god. But that reminded me of that. Boost, if you hear if you hear movement, this is because Boost is here. It's also probably me. I cannot seem Unless to get your comfortable. Butt is touching the microphone. I like my knees so i just started working out i can't get comfortable it's fine but yeah so that whole the whole that whole reddit post is about that's, her like or they them. asking for help that's frightening like how what did i do this thing has been stalking me um what was the solution did you read through all of it or no, no so i didn't read through all of it because it's like it's like really long there's mm. like a lot of like you know replies to it and i don't know you know her only reply would be replies to those replies. Yeah. So I just didn't go through it because it was a lot. Every reply is like, you fucked. She probably... <laughs> that wouldn't be mine. You <laughs> fucked. You fucked, bitch. Should I... Can you, <laughs> you go back in bitch. time? Question mark, question mark. Yeah, right. You tell us yourself. Ow. <laughs> Ow, booze. That's but crazy. Yeah. So there you go. Go see the Insidious films instead of doing astral projection. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, can you hear that? Yeah, I can... I can't hear him. Was he doing purring? I can hear his collar. Dang, that's big. We'll probably oh, wait. hear it. It's fine. Shh. I don't think so. Oh, wait. You can hear that. You can hear it's that. It's big. It's that's a... so cute. Pussy. Pussy, you're the cutest little kitty. He's a 19-pound Not little, little kitty. He's the cutest fat little kitty. He's big-boned, Corey. How dare you? It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I love him. But yeah, that's the Insidious franchise and Astral Projection. Don't do it. Damn. Because one, you'll either get stalked by demons or two, you'll get stalked by demons. Well, damn. (laughs) All right. Anyways. uh, Fuck. Okay, my turn? Yeah, go. Okay. Um, Mine's a little bit shorter today. And the title is much more exciting than what it actually is. I was like, murder. So boring. So boring. So boring. So last year. So the title of this is the San Francisco Witch Killers. Ooh, that's cool. Ooh, Ooh. witches and killers in San Francisco. Um, this should definitely be made into a movie, in my opinion, because I think oh, if it was made yeah. into a movie, it would be a thousand times more interesting because they could really spice up the murders. Um, and also, they could dramatize the murders that I couldn't really find information on. Oh, did you? I wrote a. I, did you know I wrote a, uh, a horror movie about. Or I wrote a screenplay well, about. Yes. Um, 
it's, a, it's an idea taken from a supernatural episode where there's a book club that's a coven of witches. Ooh. I never a screenplay about that. Yeah. Fun. I'm going to finish my drink really quick before I dive into some murder. Do it. Two shots of vodka. Here we go. Somebody put vodka in our drinks. Oh, what the vodka fuck? Vodka in my fucking drink. <laughs> um, so the San Francisco Witch Killers. So let's get into the backstory of this shit. This is the 1970s, obvi, because that's when crime, true crime's at its yeah, peak of true fun. crime didn't happen before or after 1970s. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, there's zero crime nowadays. Oh, zero. I don't think there's anything. Except, you know, like, horrendous pr- police Except brutality. Except for the Slenderman stabbings in 2004. And, like, everything that's 14. still going on. Just turn on the news. But I'm pretty sure that they're all just lying. <laughs> Booze, what do you want? Booze <laughs> <laughs> is like, Ooh. Okay, um, so in the 1970s, James Carson... <laughs> Was living. Sorry, if there's thumps in your ears, it's because Boos is trying to knock this over. Oh, it's fine. I'm I was I'm just constantly moving, so it's okay. I, there's gonna be a lot of background noise in this podcast. So in the 1970s, obviously, yes. Um, James Carson was living in Phoenix, Arizona, with his fam. What's up, y'all? Um, he was married. And he had a daughter. Her name was Jen. She remembers him being a wonderful father in the midst of even being a daddy's girl. Same, but by the time Jen was five years old. Her mom noticed that James was going fucking crazy, and so she's like, yo, we are leaving. So she, like, escaped in the night with her daughter and, like, dipped out on James. Oh, good job. So James, James Carson, he went to some rager in the 70s, and he met Suzanne Barnes, or Susan Barnes. Suzanne, Susan, I don't know. She was divorced. She had two kids. I literally could not find any information on her kids, so I don't know if she had the kids, if she didn't have her kids, maybe she had part custody. I don't know. Okay. They're just not really relevant to the story. She had kids. They're out there kicking it, probably doing some bad shit. Um, anyway, so James and Susan totally fell in love. Cute. Um, they got married. They went to Europe for a year. No one really knows what happened in Europe while they were there, mm-hmm. except for the fact that they changed their names to Michael and Susan Bear. What? You go to Europe and change They changed their names. And he wrote Cult. to... So Michael... Well, James, who is now Michael wrote to his daughter that God told them to change their names. So that's why they did it. Um, and, you know, at this Valid time, reason. they were getting very, very, very into psychedelics. So anyways, um, when they got back, they moved to the Haight-Ashbury district of, of San Francisco, and that is the birthplace of hippie culture. Heck so yeah. drugs, art, mysticism, all the manner of counterculture activities was the all gays. born there. So um, <laughs> Michael and Susan, uh, they were heavily involved in all of that. They were fucking raging. And they all, they fucking love drugs, and they were vegan. Simone is giving Toulouse a rim job right now. Simone is not vegan. <laughs> Simone is not vegan. She is eating. And Toulouse is looking at himself. She is eating ass. We are watching some <laughs> right hardcore now. rim job afternoons. Some kitty porn, y'all. Damn. I'm sad. I'm I'm sad. Pause for kitty porn, y'all. Oh. Oh, shit. Hey, we're getting a BDSM level. Oh, my God. <laughs> we look to this as like a ball gag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's like strung up on the wall. Oh, my God. She, she, she's whipping like a little whip. her t- Whipping him with her tail. Right. He has like nipple clamps on like six of his nipples. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. My cats are sluts. Um, okay. So, anyway. So, the Carsons, they're super into counterculture and they were like, Vegan. They were vegan. Yeah, and I'm 70s. vegan. That's I'm a vegan. cult. <laughs> so I'm two seconds away from becoming a serial killer. I'm pretty sure because I'm vegan, and they did drugs, and not that I do drugs. All I have to do is one, move to Europe. Two, then move to San Francisco. Name. Yeah, oh, to San Francisco. Then change your name, and then go vegan, and you'll become a serial killer. Yeah. Simple steps. Um, okay, so Jen, it's, it's the lack of protein in <laughs> all those vitamins that you can't get because you're not eating. Because I just don't get any nutrients or protein. No, I just walking around with zero nutrients. Like it's because wild. you can't. Like if you don't eat meat, you don't get the <laughs> proteins and nutrients it, that you need to grow. Yeah, if I don't eat a steak a and grilled cheese every day, I'm fucked. I'm <laughs> fucked. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Jen, who's James's daughter, said in a letter she wrote to Huffington Post, because obviously I will go there to get information. I'm a millennial. She said, uh, my father immediately became a different person with Susan. He had a new name, a new personality, and a new life, abandoning the name James Carson for the name Michael Bear. Um, he was no longer the attentive and caring stay-at-home father that I remembered, my father, who had braided my hair and read my books, now he barely even looked at me. Um, so her dad became super different, distant. He was going crazy. Um, and then Susan, 
Um, she believed herself to be a yogi and a mystic with knowledge of past, present, and future events. And they eventually Bold claimed statement. to be vegetarian Muslim warriors who believed that witchcraft, homosexuality, and abortions were reasons enough to kill people. They believed <laughs> their higher... I'm right there with her. I'm right there with you, girl. <laughs> they believed their higher power called on them to kill these enemies for their own protection and for the Damn. sake of the country's future. So they believe they're on a mission from God to exterminate anyone they believe to be a witch or anyone who simply got in the way, earning them the nickname the San Francisco Witch Killers. Damn. Going back to Jen, the the daughter. the 11th Crusade began. (laughs) (laughs) So so Jen, the daughter, uh, she would stay at their house on the weekends, and she said whenever she stayed there, I don't know why I laughed. This isn't funny. Um, she was beaten and starved. again, we laugh because this is horrible, and that's how we deal with it. Because I don't know how to cope with this stuff, okay? <laughs> I didn't have a dad, but at least I wasn't beaten and starved. Yeah. So anyway, so um, anytime Jen would stay at their house, she was beaten and starved. She describes the creepy, bare-bones decor of the house filled almost exclusively with potted plants. <laughs> what? And she said her dad and her stepmom would just be asleep on the waterbed all day, just, like, passed out from drugs. So, I have a question. Did they move to Europe and then move back to San Francisco yes. and then have children? No. So, this is Jen, who's from James's first marriage, Michael's okay. first marriage. Okay. She was a kid, maybe teenager. I don't know how old she was during this. So, James had a kid, Jen, who I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Susan had two kids. I have no, the, I have no idea who the fuck they are. They're not relevant to okay. this at all. Okay. For all I know, they were there. They weren't there. I have no idea. Whatevs. Um, Jen would just visit them on the weekends, and this is when she, this is what she's talking about. She was beaten and starved. The house was empty except for potted plants. Um, her parents or her dad and her stepmom were always passed out on the floor from drugs, whatever, on the mm. waterbed. Sorry. Um, there was never any food. She oh, oh and then Jen would sleep on a sleeping bag on the floor, and the only piece of furniture was the water bed that her parents were passed out on. So oh. this is like a shit situation. And she was just there on the weekend. She's in a druggy shithole. Yeah, it's like a druggy nightmare. Damn. Um, Susan, the stepmom, um, she remembers that she scratched Jen's back, and she called her a demon and told her that she needed to die. What? So Jen went to her mom, James's first wife, and she was like, Mom, Susan's scary. Look at this back scratch. And the mom saw it. And she was like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. And so then they started moving every six months and, like, changing their information. They cut off all ties to James, now Michael. Smart. So then he wouldn't be in contact with them. And so then from that point on until Jen was an adult, she didn't see her father again. Um. So, yeah, so now let's get to the good stuff. So that's the backstory of them. So druggies, yeah. crazy, counterculture, vegan, crazy. Murders. March 1981. Here we go. 80s. The good days. Um, so while on a hitchhiking trip during a rainstorm, Susan believed that she got orders <laughs> to kill Karen Barnes, who was their 22-year-old aspiring actress roommate. At the time, she uh-huh. lived with them in San Francisco because San Francisco is expensive as hell. Yes. She got a vision that got orders from God to kill the roommate. And every time she say it out loud, she claimed that thunder would clap. And so that oh, was... Oh, that's creepy. That was God saying, yes, kill this bitch. Damn, that's creepy. So they went home. And what did they do? They stabbed her 13 times and they crushed her skull with a frying pan. What? <laughs> poor Karen. She's like reading her lines, doing her acting shit. And they come home. Oh, they stab girl. her. They crush her skull. They wrap her body in a, ba- in a blanket and throw it in the basement and fled. The landlord rolled up the apartment building and found this body in the basement, called the police. The police were like, due to evidence, we're pretty sure she probably knew the killers. It was probably her roommates. But at the, by that time... They were long gone. They fled, and the police said, "Oh well, pretty much." And never really did anything. Oh my gosh, that's the always the story in in these nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies serial killer stories. It's like this: the the serial killer or the killers yeah. get almost caught like two or three times, and then the police are like, "Nah, you're good. It was just you're fine. Yeah, it's like, chill. Whatever. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. <laughs> was it intercourse or outer course you're fine it's you're fine you're it's fine. outer course exactly two months probation no right yeah. so yeah we so, don't want to mess up the rest of your life so yeah. they fled the police said whatever they didn't look into her murder pretty much at all so they're like fuck it it's just another san francisco murder whatevs so um the bears michael and susan uh they laid low for a while in oregon and eventually came back to work on a weed farm in humboldt california 
I wrote lol. That's where my biological father lived for a long time. Lol. Shout out to you. Woo woo. So they started working on a weed farm. This is spring of 1982. <laughs> um, and all the coworkers of the farm, they described the bears as anarchists who advocated a revolution and believed a nuclear apocalypse was imminent. So they started going like fucking crazy and they were really believing. They're like, you know, those uh, end of the world type of people thinking the world's going to end this and that. We have to kill the witches. They're going crazy. Um, in May of 1982, they got into an argument with the fellow farmhand weed homie. His name was Clark Stevens. Um, they then determined that he was a demon who was sexually abusing Susan. What? So then they went out to the woods and shot him in the head twice. <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you rationalize that? They're crazy. Well, people now, like, no, Simone, do not jump on the floor. Girl. Simone. Girl. Oh, her eyes are like, oh, fucking do it! All right, well, <laughs> she's care. she's gone on the floor. She's gonna figure out how to fuck this up. Well, this 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 podcast might end soon, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so anyway, so people now like psychologists look at Susan and they obviously think she has some like dissociate dis, dis, some disorder of some sorts. <laughs> Words, I'm on alcohol. <laughs> Disassociative. There we go. Um, personality disorder. Yes. Yes. Where like she, I mean, she just went around convincing herself and believing that people were witches so he said something to piss them off she was like i think he's a witch and i think he's sexually abusing me and so they went and shot him in the forest so then they went and they tried to burn his body but they <laughs> Life failed hack, if you want to kill somebody just say they're a witch just say they're a witch and say it's god's plan to make you kill them Ugh. so they tried to burn his body but they didn't do a good job at it and they fled um weeks two weeks later his friends good friends you had clark stevens um, they were like, hey, where's Clark been? And so they called the police, and the police searched the woods, and they found his half-charred body and, like, half-melted ID. And um, they found it all, and they then decided, oh, well, he we know we were have he was having an argument with the bears before, so they're probably the prime suspect. At that point, it's been two weeks since they did it. They were long gone again. But they went, and they found some abandoned belongings from the bears, and in their belongings was a list of celebrity witches who they wanted to kill. Ooh. One of which was uh, Ronald Reagan, who was the president at the time. Wait, so he's considered a witch? They thought he was a witch. Oh, okay. Because they, I don't know what made them believe people they were witches versus Ronald not Reagan. witches, but they were believed that Ronald Reagan was a witch. So the government got word of that, that they were planning to assassinate Ronald Reagan. What? And they, they're not super stoked. So a giant manhunt happened. But there was no trace of them because it's been two weeks since they left. And these are type of people that were used to living off grid. They yeah, didn't, so they, they could. Yeah, exactly. And like I was reading in some places that they did everything to make sure that they couldn't be identified by the government. So, for example, they didn't have IDs or driver's license or passports or anything like that anymore. They got rid of all of it. Simone is now Simone cuddling. Simone's got a cute ass little box. My cuddling, my bathing suits. Um, <laughs> so they went off grid. So they were really difficult to track down. A break finally came in November of 1982 when an acquaintance saw Michael hitchhiking. Um, he was arrested, so he was brought into custody, took a mud shock of him. They are going to question him. But due to some police fucking up, he was freed before anyone had a chance to actually question him. So he ran. He fled. He oh. left behind his mug shot, his information, and his gun by mistake. But they literally had him in custody, and then he <laughs> was able to leave because some police officer fucked up. <laughs> Um, so now fast forward to March. So that Insert guy got fired. Any, any serial killer stories set in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, right. Someone fucked up, so we got Some freed. policeman fucked up. I even think Ted Bundy was freed at one point. Like a, or he no, escaped. He escaped. He, he escaped custody like two or three times. Ted Bundy was hot. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Oh, I can show you a picture of Michael, Michael and Susan Bear. He kind of, they kind of look like Manson people. They look like they're part of the Manson oh, clan. He, yeah, he looks like Charles Manson. No, right. Like at a glance. And she's actually pretty, like, she's not ugly. She's pretty cute. Cute little dimples. Oh, wow. They definitely That's don't. so sad. But this is a picture of them getting arrested, and look at them. They're, like, smiling and shit. <laughs> she's like, ha, 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 you're a witch. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyway, so uh, he, they had him in custody. He escaped. And then, uh, finally, in March of 1983, they were hitchhiking in Bakersfield, California, which we drove through near there few weeks ago driving home from san diego mm. um and they were picked up by john Charles. oh no we drove through it hell yeah we drove through it yeah. we drove through baker oh that's not the same thing okay no pretty much no but um susan and michael were hitchhiking in bakersfield they're picked up by john charles hellier at some point in the 300 mile car ride he drove them down to southern california susan um and decided that 
John Charles Halyar was a witch and needed to die. So they got into this huge argument in the car. and they That's started... what she says. Yeah. Yeah. So they got into a huge argument in the car and they started fist fighting inside the car as he was driving because she decided he was a witch. So John pulled over to the side of the fucking 101 freeway, which is the freeway like I grew up on in yeah. my childhood. It's a crazy, incredibly busy freeway in Southern California. They're on that freeway fist fighting. John pulled over. And this is during like 5 p.m., traffic rush what? hour there was I like i mean this is 70s so a little less but, but still yeah um they got mm. on the side of the road and they continued fist fighting while all these cars were at a standstill staring at them <laughs> susan then started stabbing him oh <laughs> and michael God. started shooting him no <laughs> and then he died <laughs> so you're just like you're going you're trying to go home you're like going home to your sad wife like, at home your shitty to Santa kids Barbara or wherever from la and you're like turn over and see some girl fist fighting some guy and then stabbing then and shooting starts to him. stab him and then the other man starts to shoot yeah. that same man so he drops dead they get in the car oh they take God. off highway patrol gets involved they go into a high-speed chase on the on the 101 freeway damn they get caught obviously they're arrested great so they finally were in custody. They were arrested after uh, the string of a couple murders, being on the run for a couple years, threatening to assassinate the president, etc. Um, and initially, the they agreed to plead guilty to the three murders in exchange for a televised press conference. They wanted to tell everyone why they, they did it. They just want to be famous. So at the press conference, they admitted to their murders, describing their victims as witches who needed to die. They also claimed their murders were done according to the teachings of the Quran. And just before the trial, so they said all that in this huge press conference saying, God told us to do it, blah, blah, blah. There are witches. Some were sexually abusing us, this and that. Um, and then right before the trial, the couple recanted their confessions and then entered a plea of saying not guilty. What? Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. Well, they, they were still convicted for all three murders over two different Good. trials. And they yeah. were sentenced to 70 five years to life in prison. Yeah, fuck um, In total, investigators suspected the Carsons um, were involved in anywhere from nine to 12 murders. I, we just know for sure about three. Those are the only three that they confessed and, about. And so they're like, they killed men and women. They killed men and women. It wasn't specifically targeting okay, women cool. or no specifically rape, men. Kill. It was whoever Susan deemed as a witch. Okay, they good. killed. So, they, so it was her. It was just killing. She said, not, they're like, a witch. Michael's like, yeah, and they fucking okay. killed them. Okay. Um, so they think they killed 9 to 12 in the United States and in Europe when they went there for the year because that's when they first started going crazy. That's when they changed their name. They started getting heavily into drugs. That's when they came back saying, we are vegetarian Muslim warriors of God. So they're pretty sure they killed people in Europe. They think the numbers between 9 and 12, but they can only get, get them to confess to the three that they know about for sure because they have mm -hmm. hardcore evidence. But um, they're pretty sure it's been nine to twelve. Were 12. they like deemed insane or no? Like schizophrenic. So they or... were. They're eligible for parole. So in 2015. What? <laughs> so in 2015, they were both uh, became eligible for parole because that's how our that's courses work. They're white. These old murderers. They're white. They just like they're fine. are out right now. No yeah. right. So Michael actually so canceled. On parole right now. Well, no. So Michael actually canceled his parole hearing Thank because God. 30 years after his conviction. His beliefs have still not changed, and he refused to show remorse for the murders. Um, he had told his attorneys to cancel his hearing, and he said, in quotes, No one is going to parole me because I will not and have not renounced my beliefs. So he still thinks he's right. They're all witches. Um, Susan, who similarly, who similarly would not show remorse for what she did and refused to help her attorney prepare her case, was denied parole. But she will be eligible for parole in 2030. So in a couple, like 12 but years from be now. she'll like... 70 she'll be old as fuck so she most likely will probably get out because she's okay. super old yeah but yeah. she's the crazy one because she's the one that deemed them as a witch Damn. um since then jen has seen her father in jail and she says that when she looks at him she doesn't see soul in his eyes and oh, this and that that's sad and uh yeah they're now they're just kicking in jail probably thinking people are witches <laughs> in fucking jail and she's gonna be eligible for, for, for parole in 12 years I don't think he is. I couldn't find that information anymore. Mm -hmm. But uh, she will most likely be on 12 years. So you better fucking hope that she doesn't meet you and think you're a witch. Because otherwise, bye-bye, Corey. Well, I'm a homosexual, so I'm a witch. So you're a witch. Exactly. Yeah, so you are a witch. So by her yeah. God's duty, she has to kill you. It's fine. I accept it. So anyways. Ugh, that's horrible. The San Francisco witch killers. The things people do because God said so. Right. 
Oh, that could be a whole Social podcast commentary. on itself. <laughs> uh, religion with Kari and Chana. <laughs> Our second podcast. Our second podcast. Is called Anchor. 100% Informed Opinions on Religion. <laughs> by... <laughs> I'm like, so my wiki article told oh. me that. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Anyway. So, anyways. How's your sex life? No, how's your sex life? Ugh. My sex life is fine. I started working out this week for the first time in over a year. Yes. Well, I went to the gym no, for like January yeah. through March. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't like lift weights. I started weight training this week. I can feel it. I that was good. Die. I was, I, I mean, I've been doing good since like a month ago. Yeah. And then, and then like I've been doing really good with my nutrition and eating well. But then today when helping Tyler, because Tyler can only eat not vegetables. Oh, yeah. Our friend Tyler can literally <laughs> eat chicken nuggets and cheese pizza. That's he literally it. is allergic to name it, vegetables. He's allergic. If it's good for you, he's allergic to it. <laughs> you name it. Anything from kale to avocados, avocados, to strawberries, to bell peppers, I... <laughs> to, like, tomatoes sometimes, like, whatever. You fucking name it, he's allergic to it. I asked him today to confirm. Like, I was like, hey, is there any vegetable that doesn't make you feel like you can't breathe and your, you know, your throat close up? And he goes, onions. And I'm like, oh, my God. Onions maybe have some, like, vitamin A or C in it, like, a teeny bit. But that's about it. I'm just not convinced. He needs an allergy test. No, I keep telling him. And he's like, yeah, I really think I should do it. So you were with Tyler today. Did you eat? Oh, so we had Wendy's. So uh, had Wendy's. he loves Wendy's. Oh, no, yeah. Wendy's is great. I love the chicken nuggets are actually the best chicken nuggets out of any fast food chain. I, agree. I would say even better than um, McNuggets. Uh, oh, well, better than McNuggets, but better than Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is <gasps> only no Chick-fil-A is only good because <sighs> of the sauce. sauce. Have you ever eaten just the chicken nugget it's just by boring. itself? It's disgusting almost. I yeah. But if you have the if you just ate a Wendy's chicken nugget by itself, it's pretty good. Hmm. I think they're I think they're the best. I haven't had chicken nuggets in a long time. This podcast <laughs> also brought to you by Wendy's, <laughs> but not really. Jk, Wendy's could sponsor us. They Wendy's sponsors hey, the Wendy's, fuck out of us. I'm vegan, so come up with some vegan options, and then we'll talk. Do French they fries, have vegan options. French fries, maybe the French fries. <laughs> French fries and the chicken nuggets. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Make some vegan frosties, and then we'll talk. That'd be pretty easy. Wait, oh, that would be easy. They that just need almond bad. milk or soy milk. Yeah, just use almond milk. Just, yeah. yeah, soy milk's cheaper. Oh, it okay, is? Wendy's. Okay, No, don't use soy milk. Fuck that, because then we all get cancer, or all the men get cancer. But everyone's going to get cancer. True, valid. Don't care. <laughs> Wait, this is As we sit next to, like, our phones. And I know, computers. phones and laptops and everything, and, like, fucking... <laughs> fucking life. Yeah, just fucking life. As we exist. Because <laughs> we're born today. Pretty much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Wendy's, you can sponsor us. That'd be fun. Corey but will eat your chicken nuggets. I'll eat your french fries and your, your future so vegan good. frosty. But, yeah, they, I, that that's how I'm doing. What I don't know. What, what's going on since we, we talked last? We talked last week. Let's see. I started going to the gym, so yeah. I want to cry. Corey and I, after our last podcast, we were drunk for eight hours. I just oh, had to tell oh you about that. Oh, my God. If we are slurring, it's because we were slurring. <laughs> it's because <laughs> we were shit. literally drunk for eight hours. And Corey gets sober pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I get sober. I'm 6'4 and, like, 190 pounds. Yeah. yeah. And I off of champagne, I get sober pretty fast with champagne. We were literally, like white girl wasted we, we for were, hours well we weren't white girl wasted because we can walk around and we were fine we wouldn't fall on the ground at the beginning we were pretty but drunk. we were like very i was drunk yeah like not buzzed drunk like drunk for <laughs> eight hours eight hours from the beginning of our podcast till midnight <laughs> we went to our friend's metal concert punk concert and literally like grinded and like booty and, and twerked let me read you a quote from Corey from that I night felt so bad Corey that night he said the greatest quote no. Corey's ever said no. i try to be straight when i'm banging to those notes no. <laughs> now, i'm gonna get that tattooed on my body because Corey was trying to be straight as we were banging to those punk notes like y'all picture this like del- semi-dilapidated venue i don't know even what to call it it's it's really sort of cool i like that place it's, it's on 666 south state it's street literally so that's the place. address 666 south state street i shit you not um and, uh, it's called the beehive it's fucking cool it's fucking cool wait we just told them where we are fuck ah crap They'll we, figure we don't it live out. there who cares they'll figure it out yeah go to that place it's not that Give hard them money find our instagram and you will easily find out yeah, where we right. are um so we go in there's just like you know bare brick walls with some partially dilapidated black, wall covering oozing black ichor it, oozing black ichor 
Um, that's what I say a lot when we do D&D. It's fine. And we told him and I'm sad about it. I'm going to be all self-conscious. <laughs> but we're just there and just picture just like all these people headbanging to punk, punk not, not metal. metal. It's punk. The the average Joe would say metal, but it is not. And, it's but punk. You can, and when you say punk, you can tell it's more punk than metal. You definitely can. But like the 80s true punk yeah and it's like you know there's a mosh pit everyone's wearing all black there was a mosh pit and it scared the shit out of me and so like there's all these people that are so much more hardcore than we'll ever be and then Corey and i were like twerking and i was like yes because we're so gone we're literally just like booty bouncing on each other right and i was like m-a-s it's great like we were so gonzies it was so fun it was so fun it was awesome and then on the way home we listened to fun pride you... music and i was just like oh yeah we listened to the gayest music i just in the realized world how much it. i love just grinding to <laughs> shares Some do tunes. you believe in love <laughs> that's when we realized we're more share people instead of punk people <laughs> so we realized funny. we're still gay <laughs> still gay still here we're, st- we're still here we're still queer <laughs> but we're definitely not punk <laughs> It was fun. It was fun. That was our week. That We've just been working a lot this week. It's been very, worked, very hot here. Life sucks. Next time, we will be drinking a lot of Cooks because I miss my champagne oh, drunk. God. Y'all, this feels so different. I feel like we're doing a different podcast. No, I feel like we're doing a different podcast. Because we're not drinking podcast. champagne. And it's only episode three. What a shame. What a shame. Next time. Anyways. Anyways. How's your sex how's life? your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Uh, since you're still listening, you might as well go check out our Instagram, which is anyways, how's your sex life? And that's anyways, A-N-Y-W-A-Y-S-H-O-W-S-Y-O-U-R-S-E-X-L-I-F-E. Um, <laughs> if you didn't get that, go fuck yourself. Just look at the name of the podcast. Um, you can also talk to us on Twitter or Facebook. You can reach us at um, A-H-Y-S-L podcast, or you can go ahead and email us A-H-Y-S-L podcast at gmail.com. Man, fuck the people who chose, like, such a difficult name. I know, right? Those fucking <laughs> bastards. Fuck them. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.